The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Andy O'Donoghue joins us for Tech Tuesday. And Andy, when we were doing our Gadgets All special last Wednesday, a listener texted in with a really interesting question. Buying a US iPhone that is only an eSIM, can that be used in Ireland? And it was a great question, Matt. Uh, great question. And the answer is that it can. And the difference, um, this is a recent development. So iPhones used to have a SIM tray. And if you buy an iPhone in Ireland, they still have a SIM tray like most other smartphones. In the US, though, they've taken that away and they've replaced it with what's called eSIMs. Or this is sort of a, a digital version of the SIM card, which is clever. Um, it, and kind of designed really for, it makes it easy for you to change network operator and far more practical, but it also allows you to bind things like your smartwatch, say your Apple Watch in America to your phone. And the listener that texted in raised a really interesting point and I went and I did some research on it and despite us expecting eSIMs to arrive in Ireland, I checked with Air and with Three and they don't offer eSIMs at the moment, but I checked with Vodafone and they do and in fact on their website they have a really really interesting and informative page about all the phones that have eSIMs that are compatible with the Vodafone eSIM. So that's important and iPhone is there. So the listener could do that, but won't be able yet to use an eSIM in the smartwatch, you know, the cellular version of the smartwatches that we see Apple sell in the US. So it's a really interesting question, uh, but it raises this whole kind of topic. Sorry, just one thing that just strikes me on that. Does that mean that the phones that we get shipped to Ireland are now slightly different to the phones they have in the US? Exactly, yeah. So we still have the physical SIM tray on uh, on the iPhone here, and most other phones have them. In the US, they've gone to completely eSIM, so they're quite different. The manufacturing process is, uh, has changed. It doesn't work that much cheaper though to buy an iPhone in the States than over here now, does it? Well, this uh, is also an interesting point because if you buy it in the US, um, you're buying against a very strong dollar, stronger uh, than it has been in years. And if you bring it back, you are um, legally bound, duty bound to pay the VAT and import duty on a device like that. So it would not make it any cheaper when you have that done. Absolutely not. But I suspect many people would just put the phone in their pocket and walk through customs as if it was the phone they've been carrying for the last six months. I suspect that that's what people have done over the last few years. And I suspect laptops and phones and other electronics has been bought that way. That kind of everyday item that customs men at the airport and women at the airport may not look closely at. I suspect that's gone on for years. But then I'd wonder, would it still be that much cheaper to buy it over in the United States? It wouldn't where the dollar has gone. It might have been in years past. It, well, that's, that's right. So, the, you know, we have seen this disparity in pricing, which has come on over the last uh, couple of years, particularly. And so if you didn't have to pay, pay, pay the duty and the VAT, it would be cheaper, admittedly strong dollar. But when it was the other way, it was very advantageous for us. Okay, but of course another issue is then, what about plugs? You'd have to change the plugs, won't you? So this, I mean, there's a, I think there's a number of reasons why you shouldn't buy electronics, particularly in the US and um, at least outside of the EU. So one of the things is, of course, the power adapter. Now, if you buy a laptop um, across Europe or in the US, most of them run from 100 to 240 volts. So that's okay. You can plug that in here. 
20 years ago, that was a real problem and you needed a converter. Now all you need to do is change the plug converter and you can buy those adapters for most laptops and phone chargers. But then you have other issues as well that you need to contend with. Because if you buy a phone and even buying an iPhone from a company like Apple who are, you know, have a very good warranty service, are you covered by a US warranty in the EU? My understanding is that is not a global warranty and it would have to be repaired in the country where you bought it. But if you buy an iPhone in Europe or a Samsung or, or a, another make, that warranty applies to all of the EU countries. So that's a much better situation to be in as a consumer. Could it be that a phone or another device such as a, maybe if you had an iPad or a tablet or if you had a laptop could be geo-blocked? Um, yes, and some companies have done that. Um, that has become less, I suppose, less popular. And there was a lot of uh, kind of uh, uh, react, bad reaction to that a few years ago. But people used to do that. And there was a time when our networks, our cellular networks were very different. Now phones are made to be compatible because people travel globally. And so the phones tend to work and other technology does too. It's just they also don't want you buying in a, you know, uh, when you should be paying a better price in a different country. And the only thing I'm just thinking of as well is things like gaming machines and the games. And if you were to buy a game for a Sony PlayStation or an Xbox or a Nintendo in the States and bring it home and give it to a child, will the game actually work? Yeah, and, and now they will. And again, that used to be a problem that we had. Um, but uh, formats um, are far more interchangeable now. And so those problems have got, gone away. The reason that I'm not keen on people generally buying stuff from overseas and from outside the EU, Matt, at this time of year, and, and people do, I mean, there's a lot of it, but it really, the price is not transparent. So if you order something um, from the US or from outside the EU, um, you will have to pay VAT. The exemption is gone, so VAT will be due. If it's over €150, Euros, you may have to pay customs duty. And even if you see a great deal for a TV in an English retailer, British retailer, you uh, if it's LCD, I think there's 16% duty in addition to the VAT, customs charges and shipping. So stuff isn't as cheap as it looks when you buy it outside the EU. Okay. And sometimes as well, when you look to buy stuff online, you'll find it's not available for shipping to Ireland. Usually. And part of that reason is because of our warranty differences. And so if you buy, um, if you buy some uh, gadget this time of year, um, you have 14 days to return it and you have a two year warranty, which is guaranteed. Whereas outside of the EU, you don't have those same consumer rights. And don't forget that you don't have those rights buying from UK companies either. There's a few people saying the Vodafone are not providing the eSIM support anymore. There's a couple of people have had issues texting. We might look into that. Um, another one says there was always a thing. Remember region specific DVDs, yep. says Brian in Dublin. Another listener wants to know, can you, can an Apple Watch work if it's miles apart from its iPhone as long as they are both connected to data or Wi-Fi? As in, can you make and receive calls if your iPhone is in a different location to your Apple Watch? Well, the, and that cellular connection, that's what the eSIM would allow you to do. The phone would act independently. But you can buy, there are other makers like Huawei, for instance, have a nice little watch that you can buy one of those uh, nano SIM cards and slot it in. So you can leave your phone at home and use your watch as a phone. Just briefly, what Elon Musk, more Elon <laughs> Musk, 
He's gone to war with Twitter, or not with Twitter, geez, well, he's practically a war with his own company. He's gone to war with Apple. Over what? Over the last couple of days, um, he said, uh, I think three days ago, that Apple had withdrawn most of their advertising on Twitter. Turns out that's, a, that's billions of dollars per quarter, making them one of the biggest advertisers on Twitter, which we didn't really know. And he also says that there's a threat that Apple might remove Twitter from the App Store. Now, how would that uh, then impact on those of us who have Twitter uh, apps uploaded on our iPhones? Uh, Right now it would be fine, but it would mean that new users wouldn't be able to do it. And then hanging over this, of course, he made mention of Apple's commission, the up to 30% commission that Apple earn on in-app purchases. So does that mean Apple will get 30% of the $8 if you subscribe in-app? Somebody asked him the other night, if everything goes to pot, Elon, would you make a competitor to the iPhone? And he said, as a last resort, he would think about it. Yeah, but that's easier said than done, isn't it? He's not in a position to make a phone at the uh, the moment. It is a battle to save Twitter. Um, However, I would say in the long term, it would escalate his route to the X app, the everything app. He happens to own a constellation of uh, very fast broadband satellites. And so would a Tesla or Starlink phone appeal in the long term? I think it's an interesting topic, Matt, that he might return to. Okay, you said everything gone to pot. He tends to like that, so maybe he wouldn't (laughs) care too much. But could it be, though, that Apple... Is Apple going to kick him off because he's allowing people like Donald Trump, Kanye West and Jordan Peterson back onto the site? Is that the issue? I, I, I think that's it. It's essentially about the potential for hate speech, homophobic speech uh, to come back to the Twitter platform. That's what Apple will be worried about. And don't forget, if Apple are worried, Google will be worried so everybody will be looking very closely. Now that said, he has published stats in the last week that hate speech is down and uh, they're doing lots of work on um, solving that problem. So I think those companies are probably in a holding pattern at this stage to see what happens. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.